You're listening to the Bleak and Review Podcast. Who is that? Quarantine quickies. Quarantine quickies. If you listen right now, it's like you're right here with me. Bleak and Review. It's the quarantine kickies. Post up on your couch and watch little Nikki take a load off and wash your hands. Cause Kevin doesn't have a whole lot planned. It's quarantine quickies. Quarantine quickies. Don't go outside cause it's gross and icky. Welcome back to Defund the Police. I'm your host, Defund the Police, and today we're going to be talking about defunding the police and pussy farts. <laughs> oh my god, everybody. I it's how do you even do a podcast? How do you do it? I can't, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> Uh, of course, I'm Kevin Anderson. This is Bleak and Review, a show that was once full of comedy, laughs, and mirth, and then was kind of a spiraling bit of madness to deal with the coronavirus quarantine situation, and now defund the police is what it is. Oh, I'm so fucking tired of having to explain what that means to people. Maybe you are too. Maybe you're somebody who doesn't know what it means. Uh, if you're following me on social media, I've been posting a lot of stuff about it. Infographs and whatnot. Trying to help everyone have that talk with their parents or their aunts and uncles. that you know The ones that are like low-key part of the system that systemically fucks up the lives of marginalized groups and everything. And they're like, but cops, but we like cops, come on. Ugh, imagine imagine standing for the police. Like, is it just people with police in their families, or is it people that are afraid of crime with a capital C? Because crime is going to get them in their neighborhood, of course. I don't know. I don't know. It's it seems maybe I I guess I live in a bubble because it seems impossible to dispute the fact that the police are overfunded and a danger to us all. It's impossible to ignore that fact. But then you have to remember, like, most people, especially most older people, you know, our parents, our grandparents, our great aunts and uncles, maybe our Republican brothers and sisters, who knows, they don't, they're not on Twitter all the time, and they don't see the shit that you see, so you kind of have to, like, there is something to be said for, um, you know, not immediately dismissing somebody who maybe could have a conversation, an intelligent conversation with you about this kind of stuff and they could see your points and maybe you could see some of theirs. I know the knee-jerk reaction on social media, especially with strangers, is to just like drop like an Antifa meme on them and then just walk away because <laughs> it's like, who gives a fuck? I caught myself doing that a little bit this week, but I'm also just tired of, I'm tired of having the same conversation over and over. Like fucking Joe Biden, you know, our big, you know, November hope fucking dick shit fucking Joe Biden put out an op-ed this week where he was like, yeah, of course, you know, I we hear your voices, protesters. We understand that change needs to happen. It needs to happen now. You know, using all the great Democratic buzzwords. Uh, say, and, then, and then, you know, promptly going on to talk about how uh, we need to reform the police. You know, chokeholds are no good. And to fix that, we're going to give them $300 million dollars. We're going we're gonna to give a stimulus boost to the police, you know, the people that have been on screen 
for like a week and a half, just like gassing people and bashing reporters with shields and, you know, arresting people for kneeling and pleading that they love the police and knows like trying to like reconnect with a human being on a human level. And they're like, well, we can't have any of that. And they just drag them away. These are all just random videos that are stuck in my consciousness. If you haven't seen all of them, I advise you get on Twitter and scrub back a few weeks, like a week and a half and just see what was going on. And like <sighs> police reform, reformists are just a way of saying like, like this is the most centrist shit you could do. And I'm not like the smartest political analyst here. So, you know, take all of this with a grain of salt, but it's like body cams were supposed to be big police reform. You know, that was supposed to fix it. Last time we, you know, had a big uprising over how many civilians are being murdered by our psychotic police force. And you're like, oh, we'll put body cams on them. And then they won't do it. It's like, no, they just turn them off and they just keep doing it. And now you want to ban chokeholds and try to add more training, like more train, like, yeah, I mean, I guess our police are some of the least trained police in the world and they have the highest mortality rate, you know, perpetrated by the police. Don't quote me on that. It's maybe not the highest, highest, but it's definitely behind a lot. We are not doing well in that department. And you want to just sit there and talk about how banning chokeholds is going to fix everything. Like, no, because they, they still have qualified immunity. They can do whatever they want. They just go, yeah, but I'm a cop, so, you know, kind of go fuck yourself. And that's just the end of the conversation. And we still have these fucking mob enforcer police unions. Like, we need to tear this shit down. <sighs> so this is Bleak and Review, defund the police edition. <laughs> I am Kevin Anderson. I know I mentioned that earlier. Perhaps you can hear in my voice that I'm recording shirtless because it's a scorcher in North Hollywood today. It's a hot one. Would have been the uh would have been the uh fun little distractions that you've cl clung to to get your head out of, you know, constant anxiety over our police state. And by police state, I mean the entire United States of America is a police state. For me, I'm getting a little bit of joy watching people throw fucking statues in rivers and shit. I'm about that. I'm cool with that. You know, like Columbus's statues and slave traders and just a bunch of garbage that we didn't need to keep up. I do occasionally, because of, you know, how the internet works, I do occasionally happen upon a thread or somebody's like, this, this Civil War Confederate tomb was vandalized, our rich history. And it's like, how the fuck could you look around at the world as it is right now, right fucking now, and has been for the last, like, 20 goddamn years, at least as far as I'm aware, way longer for sure, but that I've been conscious of physically and mentally. How can you look at all that and go, you know what the thing that I'm really peeved about is somebody spray-painted a cab on the grave of a racist. <laughs> oh, no. No, not my history. Don't. I want my Confederate flags at NASCAR. I guess I guess some uh I gotta look up the guy's name, but I'm gonna look that up right now. Ray Cicerelli, I believe his name is. NASCAR truck racer. Ray Cicerelli says he's quitting over the company's decision to ban Confederate flags. So you're a white supremacist then. You don't sit here and tell me it's history that you give a fuck about. You don't give a shit about the history. You you are mad that your racism is being 
erased from, uh, you know, your systemic racism is being erased from things all over the place. Uh, we, are, we are finally in 2020, the year of our Lord, rallying together to be like, hey, maybe this is a hugely problematic part of American history, and to glorify it only emboldens white supremacy and racism and, and crime with the big C. I'm going to keep mentioning that. And some fucking piece of shit who drives in a circle for a living is going to be like, no. Let's see here. I'll find his actual quote here in case you haven't seen this article. Oh, this is all spelled terribly. I'm, this was the website reporting it, but I'm realizing this is from his Facebook. And so this is how I'm going to read it exactly as it's written. Well, it's been fun ride and dream come true. But if this is the direction NASCAR is headed, we will not participate after 2020 season is over. I don't believe in neither them nor taking people right to fly whatever flag they love. This is a 50-year-old man who gave presumably a lot of money to to drive a fucking truck. I could, care, I could care less about the Confederate flag, but there are people that do, and it doesn't make them a, a racist. All you is fucking... Hi, everybody. This is Kevin Anderson still. You may notice that the audio is fucking up a lot in this moment in the podcast. It's mostly because CNN.com, the website I'm reading the story from currently, has a bunch of those fucking embedded video players that just started going all at once and caused my computer to lag considerably because it's not a very good computer. The audio problems don't persist much longer than this though. Just wanted to let you know. And I figure, hey, why not use this time to put a little ad break in and say, our sponsor this week is continued support of the Black Lives Matter movement. Please go to the link in the episode description, check it out, see if you're interested, how you can help the Black Lives Movement in your area. There's a lot of things you can donate to, and they're all right there in one convenient link. Can you imagine it? What a society we have. Now back to this annoying chunk of the episode that I got really angry about and cut out me yelling at a website to do this. Um, the audio problems will stop momentarily, and thank you for your patronage. Huzzah! Another, and I ain't spending the money. We are trying to participate. We are... I ain't spending the money we are to participate in any political BS. So everything is for sale. God, what a fucking, what a fucking terrible take to have. Fuck you, <laughs> you stupid piece of shit. I don't care about the Confederate flag, but I took, I care enough about it to quit my job and boycott NASCAR because you're removing a piece of cloth from the arena, but I don't care about it. And that doesn't make you a racist if you do care about it. You know, for my friend who lives in Canada uh, and totally exists. Ugh. Why do we let people have a voice? No. <laughs> that's the, that's the double-edged sword of having like, like celebrities be able to give their opinions. Is like, yeah, they can reach a lot of people and they make the news when they have an opinion, whereas you and I, we don't. But <laughs> sometimes their opinions dog shit and spelled terribly and definitely uh, uh, is based in white supremacy and uh, and systemic racism. And then that also gets amplified, too. And again, I'm not going to go into the comments section of this because I can't imagine a worse hell to be right now than a comment section on an anti-Confederate flag situation. But uh I'm sure there's a lot of people agreeing with him, saying, yeah, our history. It's like, who gives a shit? Fuck your history, dude. How come it's always 
the really shitty parts of history that people are really adamant about, you know, preserving. Definitely all over the place today. Again, going back to a thing I've had to say far too many times uh, in the last two weeks. Uh, property isn't as interesting or valuable as human life. You know, you ever think about that? How stuff is kind of just inanimate and doesn't have sentience? And who could give a fuck, you know? Like, if, if you fucking redneck pieces of shit gave half as much attention to police brutality and, you know, racial injustice in this country as you do to, like, your fucking Robert E. Lee memorials, your priorities are so fucked up and racist. But I don't know. I mean, most people are good, right? <laughs> That's still the thing I'm clinging to. I know, like, I think about two days before, like, I think it was, like, the day after George Floyd was murdered and, like, two days before L.A.'s protests began, I posted some real long drunk thing on my Facebook that was, you know, pretty much six paragraphs of uh, hopelessness and uh, anxiousness and anxiety about the fate of the world and where we're headed as a society. But then I ended it with like, the, well, most people are good though. I still genuinely believe that. And I think I still do. And which is why I'm trying to not be on social media all the time because social media makes it really easy for you to find bad people and read what they think. You know, people that either think that Black Lives Matter is funded by George Soros or Antifa is funded by George Soros. Oh, that's a great one. I've had to explain Antifa to so many people, starting with somebody at a goddamn protest last week. I can't remember if I talked about this on last week's episode, but some dude who showed up at a Black Lives Matter rally I was at and asked everybody if they were part of Antifa. I'm like, nope, sure not. What I've started doing now, though, is instead of trying to explain that like Antifa is not an organization, it's more of a philosophy and Sure, per people have perpetrated violence in the name of Antifa or, or you know, pretending to do it in the name of Antifa in some cases. Uh, people have also perpetrated violence in the name of every single religion or philosophy that has ever been a thing. Sometimes it's not even a religion or a philosophy. Sometimes it's a J.D. Salinger book, you know? Sometimes it's Jodie Foster. <laughs> Sometimes the Boston Red Sox won a game, you know? <laughs> people do this shit in the name of everything, so when you single out Antifa as like, and you, you, you know, that whole outside agitators narrative, which is bullshit. You're really just giving your average Fox news watcher a phantom threat to be concerned with instead of asking themselves, you know, actual deep, potentially troubling questions about their role in, in what is happening in this country and what is, has been happening in this country since its fucking inception. You know, nobody wants to think that they've been benefiting from a corrupt and unequal system. I sure didn't. I remember, my, like, one of my, I think I was a freshman in college. I was a real fucking dumb 18-year-old white kid who didn't grow up around many minorities whatsoever. I remember saying the words out loud in, in a class, in an electronic media and culture class, uh, well, if you did something wrong... Uh, then the cops should probably arrest you. 
And then I just remember a black guy who was sitting, he's probably like a junior or a senior, he was sitting a few seats away from me. He just turned around and very calmly and kindly said, yeah, but the problem is that it's not, there's people that aren't, people that haven't done something wrong or the system has been designed to always have them doing something wrong, AKA the war on drugs. And then they want to funnel it. I mean, he didn't say all of this stuff, but he, he let me know. And I just kind of immediately went, oh shit, I guess I haven't, you know, felt like immediately like a douchebag. Uh, and, and kind of racist, I felt like that. And I was like, oh, man, maybe I should uh, reevaluate some things because somebody told me that. And, yeah, I should have – I mean, I was 18. I was a dumb shit. But I should have been uh, should have been looking that kind of stuff up on my own. And I think that was uh, definitely a, a thing that kind of kick-started me into listening more and trying to, you know, get out of my weird, vaguely conservative upbringing. I think, I think that is the biggest problem with why some people – are so angry about the quote-unquote mistreatment of police in the media. What did that one fucking chief say, a New Yorker or whatever? He said, uh, or was he a chief or a union leader? I can't remember off the top of my head. But you all know who I'm talking about. The guy who literally said, <laughs> why are we being treated like thugs and animals? I'm like, and <laughs> very funny comic, friend of the network certainly, Maggie May tweeted, I wonder if that dude mistook a protest sign for for his teleprompter. <laughs> it's like you literally are using the exact saying, why why are people we're not all bad? Like this whenever somebody says that, even though I don't agree with this sentiment, whenever somebody says, Well, all cops, not all cops are bad, ACAB is uh, baseless because it doesn't talk about good cops. Uh could you possibly try to apply that mentality to criminals with a capital C, the people that you perceive as criminals? Could you possibly try to apply that same logic or is it only when it's a white guy with a badge that you feel like it's dehumanizing to associate somebody with a negative group of people that society deems bad? Ooh, it must be so hard for police right now because people are calling them on their bullshit. I feel so bad for them. Like how do they even, how are they even going to manage? <laughs> Uh, there was another viral thing going around of uh, some daughter hugging her cop dad, and she was, like, crying and going, like, why does everybody think my daddy is bad? And people just dragged him in the comments. <laughs> I love it. Like, I don't, like, I never want to say, like, you should just be rude to strangers on the Internet all the time because that's just a shitty, toxic way to live. But sometimes, God damn it, it feels good to see. <laughs> And not even like being like crude or like saying foul things. Just like, oh, I wonder, imagine how sad your daughter's going to be when she finds out everything they're saying about your dad is true. <laughs> like shit like that. Uh, it's really funny. It's really funny to me. And it's sometimes it's something that you need to, you got to have a laugh, right? You got to have a laugh. That's what I'm trying to do now. This meandering psychotic episode that won't have a guest, by the way. I'm sure you know that because you saw the episode title and there wasn't a per parenthetical in it. <sighs> It's like all I can talk about, and I'm sure some people are getting annoyed by me talking about it, but you know, podcasts are free. And again, speaking of podcasts are free, I'm sorry that there was no Patreon episode this week to my Patreon subscribers. Um, I don't know, I just wasn't in a headspace for it. I didn't even, I was going to like try to cobble something together last minute, and I was like, I don't... I can't, I can barely do this episode right now. I don't think I could, I don't know about two a week this week. I don't know. We'll see. I'm sure I'll be, 
back on track soon, everybody. And I appreciate you hanging in there with me. It's also just hard in general for like me to absorb media at all right now. I am watching Justified. Uh, that's been my show lately. I don't know why. I think it's because like I want to see a cop that's kind of good. Like he's not even like a good cop. He's kind of a fucked up cop. But, you know, all of his shit's justified. Timothy Oliphant, you know, Walker, the thinking man's Walker, Texas Ranger. It's a very good show. And it made me think like, yeah, you're right. ACAB is inaccurate because some fictional cops are good. <laughs> and even then they're still kind of problematic and flawed. But it's very hard uh, for me to take pleasure in a lot of stuff. Something I've been talking to my therapist about, you know. And it's definitely, I think that's kind of the national vibe right now is, uh, except for like sociopaths, you know, it really sticks out to me when I see somebody that I haven't seen, like usually it's comics. Uh, I'll, I'll put it on, on the comics rather than people that are not in entertainment in that regard, because comics always got shit to say, right? About whatever happens politically, socially, they always got a hot take or a joke, and they're always posting. And then to see some comics be silent pretty much since the shit went down in Minneapolis and then like pop up a week later without saying anything to like address their stance, not even changing their profile picture to anything progressive and they just like have some shitty joke about dating and quarantine or whatever. Not that you, you can't write jokes, but it's just like it's very telling when you don't see someone at least comment. Like all you have to do is just make a comment on it so people can kind of get, even if you're full of shit, you know, it's, that's the thing is like, they didn't even, <laughs> they didn't even try to be full of shit about it. And so it's just a kind of, and not that I would judge anybody too harshly on that, but it is a thing that I've noticed and I, I'm going to keep tabs on that. Like, oh, okay. So you post every single day, except when there's something real fucked up going down and people are trying to spread awareness and pr trying to be politically active online and, and support a movement then that's when you be quiet for a long time and then you post a fucking dick joke. It's very telling. It's very telling. Not judging too harshly, but just keeping an eye on them because who knows what they stand for, you know what I mean? I just don't like doing political comedy. I think Eddie Pepitone said this in an interview recently. Uh, it's like, how can you do comedy? I mean, you could since 2016, really, but like especially this year, how can you even write anything without... Everything you do is political because... It's such a ridiculous time to be alive. And if you can't even touch on that, if you can't even like have your take on it, you know, it's a little suspect. This is a very meandering episode. I uh, apologize for that. And it's going to be shorter than usual. It's just that, it's, I don't know, I'm not particularly funny. I'm a little hungover and I found out Ice Cube is an anti-masker. So I'm just all over the place. <laughs> he tweeted some fucking... Like, I want to be safe, not, f but I want my freedom taken away, like ma anti-mask, like quarantine mask meme. And a time when cases in the United States have never been higher and places are starting to reopen in a big way, despite everything in the cosmos pleading with you not to do that. In the time like that, to have somebody as prominent as ice cube to spread his misleading bullshit rhetoric around is just completely irresponsible and i can't believe they got him i can't believe they got cube how is uh, how is it 2020 and i like ice tea more than i like ice cube i didn't think that would happen i didn't think it would happen but now it's happening 
And then there's the whole J.K. Rowling thing. Like everything, everyone is just being the worst version of themselves. If you missed that, J.K. Rowling, noted turf, trans-exclusionary, radical feminist, J.K. Rowling, author of such books as Harry Potter and a bunch of shit nobody read, probably. <laughs> I mean, at least I haven't. I'm sure she's been successful in other endeavors. But she's just like, literally like looking at the world like, huh, we're in a, we're in a global pandemic. There's an unprecedented civil uprising in America that a lot of countries, including my home country, uh, are also supporting in solidarity in the streets. Now's about time for me to drop what I think about trans women and what gender or what, why the importance of biological sex is not to be overlooked. It's like, what the, how fucking, what are you doing? I said that I can't, I've been saying that about so many people lately. Like I am blown away by some of the crazy shit people have been doing, especially that kind of shit where the internet dragged her for being a turf and saying fucking problematic shit. And in, instead of, you know, responding to it like with a, oh, maybe I should, uh, maybe I should uh, take a step back and listen and try to learn or just not responding at all and going dark for a while. She then doubles down and posts like a fucking 3000 word essay defending her bullshit opinions. I'm like, how fucking privileged and bored do you have to be to spend your time doing that? I don't give a fuck. She's probably donated to shit like, you know, that helps the world, but also spreads that shit around. So. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Fuck you. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to ever buy your books, but I, <laughs> my parents did when I was a child, so I've got them all. I'm not going to burn them. I think they're in the closet at my mom's house still. So maybe I'll, uh, I don't know. I'll probably donate them to a bunch of trans youth. No, oh, no, that wouldn't be good because then I'd be like, hey, here's that author that doesn't think you're a person. <laughs> I just wanted to, I was trying to think of a way to really stick it to her. It's like, hey, you know, uh, those people that you don't like or you... <laughs> You know, you you definitely mentioned that you have trans friends, so so never mind on that count. You're you're definitely an ally who just doesn't believe that you who who makes a fine distinction uh, regarding people who menstruate, quote unquote. Fucking bullshit. So I don't know what's up with you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think that's about all I got this week, everybody. I'm sorry that it's a shorter episode and I don't have any guests. Uh, I don't know how many podcasts y'all are actually listening to right now anyway that aren't just news recaps. I feel like I've just been listening to and watching mostly uh, information from, you know, from the source of these protests and, and things that are happening and instead of actually listening to, like, fun, frivolous content, which Bleak and Review certainly... Uh, falls into that category. So I don't know. If you want, you can go over and subscribe to patreon.com slash bleak and review. Probably going to be donating all of this month's funds to Black Lives Matter groups as well as I, you know, like I did for last month's. Um, you can follow me at KB Anderson Yo on all the things to see all of my retweets and and angry statements. And uh Check out my Instagram because by the time this episode drops, I think uh, I'll have some pictures of me giving my guinea pigs a bath because they need a bath and I'm going to give them a sink bath. And that's, I'm, that's what I'm looking forward to right now. So I don't know. Stay safe out there, everybody. Please keep wearing your masks despite what your fucking idiot governors say or mayors. Have those conversations with your relatives if they're not on the right side of history, even if it's a small thing. 
you know, even if they're if even if it's as small as they're more concerned about looting of small businesses than they are, you know, they, that seems to be the focal point for them. Just have a conversation with them about why property is not more important than human life, and also explain to them how fucking insurance works because every business, uh, <laughs> every business, as far as I know, uh, must be insured up into the uh, the value of everything contained within the business to avoid money laundering. Thank you for that tidbit of information, Ian Ager, friend of the show. Uh, so explain insurance to them. Explain why rioting happens. Explain, uh, I don't know, whatever other microaggression shit. Like, there's nothing too small that you can't have. I had the conversation with my mom about it, and we didn't quite get to where I wanted to with it because, you know, she uh, she hasn't watched all the videos that, that show just how fucking broken the police are in this country. Uh, it's a hard thing to show somebody. It's hard for someone to... To sit somebody down and say, hey, look at um, look at about like five uninterrupted minutes of violent shit caught on tape where <laughs> armed to the teeth fucking militarized police members are brutalizing the public they are sworn to protect and serve. It's a tough sell. It's not an easy thing to sell people on. And uh, if people get freaked out when you say defund the police... Explain to them what defund the police means. And if you don't know what it means, um, follow my social media stuff because I've shared a lot of things about it. I don't want to get into it all specifically right now because A, I will probably stumble over my words because I'm a big dumb idiot who's very hungover. And B, I already tried to go in for the close. I can't make this episode twice as long. <laughs> but yeah, have those conversations. Stay safe. Love each other. Be good. Donate if you can to things that matter. And uh, and uh, we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you next week, everybody. Bye.